For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz with you on the Believe Podcast Networks. And this is always one of our favorites. And last week he killed it. I, I want to go back a few weeks ago, though, and uh, after the... Brandon Staley incident against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I guess there were many incidents. And this gentleman came on our Believe After Hours podcast, and he acquainted uh, Staley's decision-making with being raped with a Louisville slugger in a gay bar in Las Vegas. And I'm now curious to see what he thinks, because uh, maybe there's some kind of Pittsburgh conspiracy going on with Staley, as uh, he allows the Steelers now to get into the postseason by calling, uh, I mean, if you could have just a, an unjustified timeout. Uh, the Raiders are about to take a knee and uh, have that game end in a tie and send the Chargers into the postseason. But no, Brandon Stanley says, hey, timeout. I got to get my rush defense in there. <laughs> and then like the sieve that they wear throughout the ball game, they proceed to give up 10 yards on a dive play, put the Raiders in field goal range and knock themselves out of the postseason. And with that, we welcome the man who uh, painted such an illustrated picture. Uh, a few weeks back after that Thursday night affair where we uh, had the Chargers. Uh, you didn't make the same mistake again, uh, did you possibly, Brandon Lang, of two for the money yes, fame? And, and have the Chargers no, again laying no, three? No, no. It's the only game I, only game I lost on Sunday. No. I told you, you killed I told it. You, I mean, I everything you. else was a win. Win, 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 he 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 just, it, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't so much that as it was after they complete the big pass to Cook down to the twenty four in overtime. The secondary of the Raiders was gassed; they could not cover them at that point. So, if I was if I was Thanos, I, I would have fired the whole staff after the game and said, "Get away from me! Get out of here!" Because you just took those down to twenty five. It's first and ten. There's four minutes to go, three, three and a half minutes to go in overtime. And just keep throwing it. Just keep throwing it right into the end zone, win the game, and go to the playoffs. And yet, Lombardo decides to call a run. Like, what in your brain at that point in the game convinces you that, hey, let's let's try to trick them and run the football here? They're gassed. Yeah. Their secondary couldn't cover you, you or I right now. And they ran right. it. And then second down, they threw some little pass out in the flat third and 10 Williams almost makes an unbelievable catch for the win. They kick the field goal. And then of course we all know about the timeout. So he's just, and and I've said it for years that, and and I'll use this analogy. My good buddy, Josh Oppenheimer is an assistant coach from Milwaukee Bucks. And Josh was in the collegiate ranks for a long time. And Josh and I would sit around because we coached some AAU teams together. Josh and I would sit around and say, man, if I could just get into that NBA inner circle, if I could just get on the, if I could just get on the wheel. Because when you're on the wheel, then, then you're in. Once you're in the league, you'll just keep getting jobs because there's tons of jobs that come open once you get into the league. Mm. And Josh finally got into the league. Jason Kidd brought him with Milwaukee. Yeah. 
Nice. They went to Houston for a while. Then they brought him back to Milwaukee because Josh is known as the shot doctor and he worked with Giannis his rookie year and they brought him back and he, he, he won a ring and, and he's in that circle. And that's what I mean about the NFL. Once, once you get in that circle, a lot of these guys, if you do their track record or their bio or their history, these guys were seventh grade gym teachers. Their buddy gets a job in the NFL. They hire the guy to get coffee. So now he just gets coffee and he's a runner. And then the next thing you know, hey, you want to be the assistant linebackers coach? Oh, absolutely. So now he's assistant linebacker coach for, for three and a half years. And then all of a sudden that guy leaves and like, well, you know, you just be our linebacker coach. Well, now he's a linebacker coach for three years. And it's like, hey. Hey, the defense coordinator spot's open. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I've been like, yeah, you look at the resume. Did you play high school football? No. Did you play college football? No, my buddy got the job, and I was, I was teaching uh, at, uh, uh, you know, Wisconsin Elementary School, and now I'm uh, in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's the wheel that these guys get on that they just keep getting hired, and, and, and it's unbelievable. And I go back, and I told this story to you guys before, I just go back to, to sitting with Bill Vinovich on a flight from Jacksonville to Houston after he had done the Jags and Falcons years ago, and we're right next to each other. And he puts his stuff up in the overhead compartment. He sits back down. We're right next to each other, business class. And I go, listen, I go, I was at the game today. I thought you guys did a great job. He's like, thanks. I'm like, listen, I know you're tired. I'm probably, you got probably stuff to do. But I'm a huge NFL fan. I'd love to just pick your brain for a while. He's like, yeah, let me get organized and, and, and whatever. And then I told him that I don't know how we got into the conversation where I let him know I knew Terry Collins, who was then the manager of the Mets, and he's good friends with Terry from Terry's days with coaching the Houston Astros. So once I dropped Terry's name and connected us, the wall came down, and I could ask him anything. And he said a few great things. He said, one, that the reason why they miss so many calls is because they need to add an eighth official. Mm. He said the game has become too fast. But he did say the problem is we don't have any room to put him on the field. We thought about putting him in the middle of the field and putting a helmet on him. He goes, but, but we just we can't feasibly make it work. He said we need one more official, seventh not enough. And then he said, and, and, and then the one thing that he goes, I brought up coaching. <clears throat> and he said, we sat there in TV timeouts shaking our head on how many bad coaches there are in the NFL. They just they just said, we shake our head with time management, how they manage the clock. We're looking at each other, you know, in their little huddle, timeouts, and TV timeouts. So we're looking at each other, what are these guys doing? Uh, what are they doing? And it was just amazing. And that goes right into the Chargers and Staley going forward from his own, you know, 24-yard line and gave gave up three there. The guy's just a – the guy's – he needs to go to prison and get raped by like seven black guys with 12-inch cocks. Sure, it just needs to – that's the punishment that he, he, he deserves. Just put him in county jail for two nights and then bring in, like, four guys from death row that are on death row that are, like, six five three ten who are bringing 12-inch lead pipe to the party and just say, hey, Brandon, just going to spend the night with uh, Jerome, Leon, <laughs> my man Malcolm, and we can't forget my man Rollo. And they're ready to go. So, um, but, you know, and then, and then um, so, you know, they had a great college basketball play on Saturday with LSU. Lost with the Chargers on Sunday. And then Georgia. Um, what, a, what a great game. You were all um, over that. Yes. You were like Ray Charles, man. Georgia. Unbelievable. But, but, the old listen, Jim Healy I'll, show when he was talking about Georgia Frontier, and he used to play that clip all the time. I'll make – Two points about the game. One, I said that the worst thing that 
Alabama could have done was beat Georgia the way they beat Georgia because it allowed the coaching staff to get in those kids' butts for two weeks before the Michigan game. They went back and, and I was reading stuff before the game that they almost treated it like spring camp. They ran. They conditioned them. They got them back in shape. They did more running in those two and a half weeks than they did the entire season. And they got back in shape. And they came with that swag against Michigan. They made great adjustments when the Alabama game. And that defense showed in the red zone. And with all that being said, and the fumble in Alabama scores go up 2013, I wasn't nervous then. I knew I was going to need a Georgia two-point conversion once Bama didn't get the two-point conversion. And then Georgia goes down and scores, and then they, they call a horrible two-point conversion yeah. play. And so now I'm like, all right, Alabama has the ball, own 25, 8.30 to go. And anybody who had Alabama, all they needed was two first downs to midfield because that puts you at about six minutes, and if the drive gets stopped and they punt Georgia back in that five minutes, if you notice the fourth quarter, the Georgia offensive line took over. They were in better shape. They were conditioned. They were shredding them. And Georgia would have probably picked up three first downs, got something like midfield, and ran off the clock. Once Alabama went three and out, punted it, and Georgia got the ball at the 40 with, I think it was 7.08 on the clock, I turned to my boy and I said, we're fine here. They're going to go right through them, bro. They're going to go right through them. We're either going to get a field goal with a minute to go or a touchdown with two minutes to go, and I go, and we're going to have to sweat. Georgia's defense to get us to stop and that's exactly what happened what you saw in the fourth quarter of that game was Georgia was superior in their conditioning where when the fourth quarter got there they were the more electric team they were the more fast team they were the more conditioned team and they closed it out all that being said if you had Alabama and Williams goes down if Williams doesn't tear his ACL I don't know if Georgia beats them because he was a beast and he was he was already getting loose on that secondary with a couple of long coverages. So be that as it may, it was nice to get the big win um, and to be right about it because, you know, when you go against Saban, it's really, really hard to go against Nick Saban. It just is. You're betting against the devil, as we discussed the last time you were on a show yeah. here. And uh, I bought into it. And to tell you the truth, there are some bets that you lose. And now you were uh, absolutely uh, spot on in this game. Yes, sir. And uh, you talked about the better team overall and the reason that they were favored and the power rankings and the way the bookies looked at it. And many people thought, well, maybe that was a sucker line to encourage you to uh, go ahead and uh, play Alabama because the bookies knew that they were going to crush everybody that took that side. But, you know, it, well, as you mentioned, now, Brandon, I mean, you're in the game. They get the fumble. They score the touchdown. They go up 18-13. Uh, you're watching the Alabama defense, so it was holding Georgia relatively in check. I mean, they they probably did wear down at the end of the game, but it took two miraculous passes yeah. from this guy, uh, Stetson Bennett. I mean, uh, where, you know, he had his Incredible. receiver was wide open but laid out for the first catch, and then a touchdown catch was no guarantee. Oh, I mean, no. uh, two guys wrestling for the ball. You're within an eyelash of being right. So I, I didn't feel that badly about uh, following the theory about it, even though it, it ended up in a – Well, two things. One, um, whoever you were on, Georgia or Alabama, there's no shame if you lost with that team. That was that was number one. And number two, it, listen, I'm, I was very happy for Georgia and Kirby Smart to finally get Georgia over the hump, and it's going to be great. I think – Georgia is going to kind of assume the mantle and send Nick into retirement. I think if Georgia beats him again next year, and that's two straight losses, and he's lost three of his last four national championship games, 
Nick's got to reevaluate at 71 years old. Do I really want to do this for the next 10 years? So I'm 80 dealing with college kids. Um, so I think the time for Nick Saban is, 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 is fast coming to an end. Let's go to the NFL. Um, cause I got, uh, I got two minutes here. Okay. Um, Cisco by the half point up to three and a half. Um, Dallas has not beaten a winning team in this little run that they've gone on. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing that you look at the, I mean, they beat the saints with, you know, basically that's it. Washington giants, Washington, and then Philly rested all their starters. Um, lost to the Chiefs winning team, lost to the Raiders winning team, beat Atlanta, um, lost to Denver at home. Um, they literally have only beaten um, two winning teams, three winning teams all year long. Um, this Frisco's a dangerous dog, boys. So I'm going to take Frisco plus the three and a half. Um, looking at Philadelphia and Tampa, um, this would be a great story, Philadelphia. But Philadelphia has only beat one winning team this entire year. And they're in the playoffs. So I lean toward Tampa. Um, I would play Vegas and Cincinnati over 49. At the end of the day, my lean would be towards the, the, the Bengals minus the five and a half. And as crazy as it sounds, I have to take the man in the hoodie plus more than a field goal. Um, New England's going to, that's, that's a field goal game, New England and Buffalo. And so it's hard to pass up Belichick getting four. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll go with uh, the devil part two, uh, the insane Bill Belichick in the hoodie. The one and only Brandon Lang, BrandonLang.com. You can check him out here on the Believe Podcast Network. Brandon, we appreciate your time as always, always scintillating, and hopefully we get you on back next week to see how you did this week. All right, guys. See you. Yeah, well, Brandon, man. So this is Luby. This is After Hours with Defoe and Luby. The one and only Jeff DeForest. Uh, and I say one and only because if you're down here in South Florida, you know him very, 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 very well. He is an icon, a legend down here in South Florida. Sports broadcasting, been doing it since the early 80s on our airwaves. Is gone. <laughs> he had technical issues right in the middle of Brandon's dissertation about the college football title game and then the NFL. I am here. We did enjoy our conversation with Brandon Lang. Uh uh, Brandon Lane, he's always fun. He's always graphic. He always pushes the envelope. And hopefully you enjoy what he says and doesn't. He may be a little offensive, and we love him for it because he doesn't give a damn. And he's pretty damn good at being a handicapper. The movie Two for the Money, where Matthew McConaughey was a star with Al Pacino, was based on his life, his early days. And he's kept going and kept trucking along and become a superstar in the handicapping world. So check out my brandonlink.com. If you want to check out more of what we're doing each and every day, it's on the Ion channel, but it's really what we do. The Defoe Show with myself, Luby, as well. Just Google The Defoe Show, D-E-F-O. We do a show each and every morning. Today we had Coach Jim Larinaga, the head basketball coach of the University of Miami Hurricanes. They were scintillatingly hot, went on the road to Duke last Saturday and beat the Dukies at Cameron Indoor with Coach K at the helm in his last season. Then they went to my Florida State Seminoles at the Tuck, Nip and Tuck game, pun intended, as UM had a, had a lead with about seven seconds left. They called a ticky-tack call, and it was. I'm a Florida State Seminole, but it was a very ticky-tack call. Raekwon Evans went to the line, hit two. Big uh, cojones, as they say. Florida State went up one with point eight, and they won the ball game, ending the Miami Hurricanes' nine-game win streak. The Canes now sit atop, I think, the ACC at 5-1, overall. The, the Knowles have sort of gotten out to a bad start, one of their better recruiting classes. They're supposed to be a Final Four combatant 
or at least someone that people saw tearing apart the ACC, the Florida State Seminoles have not. They've struggled mightily, but now on a two-game win streak, beating NC State and they ending their undefeated uh, streak in the ACC, and now ending their our tribal Miami Hurricanes streak at undefeated in the ACC. College basketball is here. College football is done, but the NFL, big card on the way this weekend, and uh, Brandon Lang touched on some of the action. We'll touch on more of it. Tomorrow is uh, a deal to general Friday for us on our morning show, and here we'll bring you some uh, handicapping action as well, and so much more on After Hours with DFO and Luby. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Definitely check out our interview with Coach Jim Laranega this morning again on our The Defo Show. Just go to Google. Type in the Defoe Show. Jimmy Larnega, always fun whether you're a Cane fan or not. If you're a fan of basketball on any level, the dude knows the game old school and new school. He's a blast to talk to. We always learn something. We always get a chuckle. So check out that conversation. Check us out on Twitter at Defoe Show, at Luby Wins, L-U-B-I-E-W-I-N-Z. Also on Instagram, L-U-B-I-E on air, Luby on air. It's actually Luby on air. So at Defoe Show and at Luby on air. And check us out more on the Believe Podcast Network with After Hours. And as Defo always likes to say, first of all, thank you to Brandon Lang for joining us. Thank you to Defo for joining me for a bit. And thank you to you for listening to us. Please subscribe. And always, you gotta believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Hey folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.